If you're wanting a serious refresh on the art of time management and productivity, this podcast is going to equip you with the tools you need to make the most of your time and maximize your output. Basically, you're going to feel like an all-round badass when it comes to designing your lifestyle with more freedom and flexibility. So if that sounds good, then you're in the right place, my friend. But first off, I'm Natalie Sisson, and you're listening to the Life Pilot Podcast, where we're all about how to turn your dreams into reality one day at a time. Life Pilot is a really simple yet powerful strategic life planning tool that helps you turn your big life vision into achievable goals and intentions that you can start on today. It's designed for busy people who want to know what to prioritize to get the results they want and live their ideal lifestyle. If you're curious, head across to lifepilot.co and see how you can get started. And honestly, you can implement our tool and methodology in about 20 minutes of learning time and it will have profound effects on your life. So please, please just head across to lifepilot.co, read up the details and try it out. What have you got to lose? Okay, so the topic of this podcast has come about because I am a serious toggler. And by that, I mean, I use this really cool free app called Toggle Tracker, and I have done for the better part of a decade in my business. And I use it to essentially track all my time and what activities I'm doing in my business. It's a really cool, basically you can install it on your desktop. You can also have it in your browser as this little button. And essentially you hit play, you type in what you're about to do or what you're working on. You give it a category and then you just go about your work and you hit the stop button when you finish. So it's a super accurate way of going, okay, I just worked on creating this email for the last 45 minutes, or I just spent one hour prepping for and recording this podcast. And then I spent a further two hours editing the podcast and publishing it. So it's a really great way of being able to break down exactly where you're spending your time and for you to look at it at the end of the week, see the fancy little pie chart visual that they give you that says, okay, you spent 20% of your time on email, 40% of your time like writing, 20% of your time editing, 10% of your time doing X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. And it really starts to give you this detailed big picture of where your time is really going. So If you literally don't know what you do all day, every day, this is the tool for you. And if you're like my husband and you're a complete rebel and you don't like tracking it, then I suggest you just suck it up for one week, princess. So suck it up, princess is my book, hence the reference, just for one week. Do me a favor and try it out. It will be super enlightening. And even if you don't continue it, although I highly advise you do, you will have a much clearer picture of what you're actually doing and where your time is going. And it will likely give you goosebumps, or make you absolutely transform the way in which you work. So I have categories in Toggle, for example, mainly I toggle between LifePilot and Framos Homes. And then within LifePilot, I will have coaching, podcast, content, emails, and obviously anything else that relates to that business. And in Framos Homes, I'll have project management, sales, marketing. Pretty much. So I can always look at within those categories, within those businesses that I run, where did I then break down the time and spend it? So it's enlightening. Like, honestly, try it out. I'll put the link in the show notes, which you can find at lifepilot.co forward slash one nine. That's 19. Episode 19, people. Coming up to episode 20. I don't know why that feels like a milestone, but it does. Did you know, fun fact that I learned from my friend Omar Zenholm, who is the host of the podcast, The $100 MBA Show. They've been going for nine years and they're at the top of their game, right? 
And he recently posted some stats on Facebook, just in case you want to know, as a podcast listener, and maybe you're a podcast host too. There are 4 million podcasts and counting. I actually thought there were more, so that actually made me pleasantly surprised. Only 7.7% have published in the last 30 days, which is nothing, right? And as he puts it, your competition is not the 4 million podcasts, Natalie. It's the 308,000 podcasters who didn't quit. I put my name in there because I'm preaching this to myself. I just find that fascinating. Anyway, just gives you some perspective on the world of podcasting. So back to time tracking and toggling. So as I said, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and I feel it gives me a really great overview of where my time goes. And if you listened to my podcast 17, episode 17, which is all about how to create your ideal and perfect work and living space, you would have probably heard that on Mondays and Wednesdays, I'm all about life pilot and life coaching. And on Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays, I'm all about Framos Homes. Do I dip into either of those on other days? Yes, for sure. Sometimes, like sometimes I'll be doing a little bit of Framos work on the Monday and Wednesday. And sometimes in an afternoon or an early evening, I might dip into something related to content around life pilot. Uh, But typically I try not to work in the evenings at all and definitely try not to work and definitely don't work these days uh, in the weekends. So I have a pretty limited amount of time. I honestly have five to six hours max every day in which to do all my work and run two businesses. And I've been averaging 15 to 20 hours a week on both my businesses, which is epic because ultimately a 20 hour work week is kind of the bomb, especially when you earn appropriately for that and make a difference. And it certainly gets you to prioritize what the heck matters and what moves the needle in your business especially when you have a toddler and you want to spend great quality time with them, you just get really clear on what you can do in that short amount of time each day. But I was feeling like with Framos, I was super focused and I was getting a ton done and I knew the operational processes and I was working on the leads and the project management and it felt like I was on top of everything. But with LifePilot and just getting, you know, everything sort of rolling again with that, putting out great content, getting back on social in a way that was valuable and adding value and educational, putting myself out there. I was just at this kind of standstill, despite the fact that I feel so much more motivated in this new show home, which is also my office, because it's the first office I've had in two years. And that's what that episode was all about. I definitely feel a higher level of inspiration and motivation, but I was still getting stuck. And also not using my time as effectively as I thought. So last week I did a fun experiment. I decided to note down on a notes app on my phone, really simple, where every single minute of my day went. So not just the working day, from the moment you get up to the moment you go to sleep. I know it might sound crazy, but it was actually really easy. I just literally type in all the time. And yes, I was still toggling. So sometimes I could just refer back to toggle and go, cool. And what I found surprised me no end. The amount of time that I was giving over to what I would call life admin and family admin and chores and house stuff was incredible. And and really bad, actually. I mean, I'm just going to put a hand on my heart here. As a woman, we just step up to do all the stuff all the time. And we put it over priority of other things that we're doing, at least... 97.5% of the women that I speak to. So I was, before I would come out to do my work in the show home office, I would be, you know, popping on the laundry, cleaning up Leo's room, putting dishes away, just, you know, tidying spaces, 
put your hand up if you can. I mean, I would love to see you putting your hand up because I'm not sitting across from you, but just pop your hand up in the air if it feels good and say, yeah, Nat, I do this all the time. Like I'll declutter the kitchen before I get into my work because I feel it's important. Or then I'll declutter my office because, you know, I'll just do that first. Or then I'll go and put the rubbish out or I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll go and walk the dogs first and then I'll get into this thing. I was doing all of that and just realizing how much it was then cutting down my day to be like two to three hours of solid work, max four. So no wonder I was like feeling like I wasn't really getting anywhere and not using that time. Don't get me wrong. I could be super focused in very short periods when I put my mind to it, but I was actively procrastinating because I had these big, big picture events that I really wanted to come true and to make happen. And therefore, there was definitely some procrastination. There was also some just latent, I would say, lifestyle relaxedness coming in there. I'm a big fan of and will always prioritize lifestyle and enjoyment and joy over work. It has been my mission for the better part of 10 years, especially when I started The Suitcase Entrepreneur. It was all about creating freedom in business and adventure in life. And it was a hard-learned lesson for me to actually create that freedom. So now that I feel I have it, I hold on to it very tightly. And I prioritize fun things over work, uh, even if I find the work fun. So that was just a really good recognizing for me that while I'm still a huge advocate for that, and I love that about myself, I'm not going to lie, Uh, I also could tighten things up a little bit more and maybe be a little bit more intentional around where some of my time is going. So more time on tennis, less time on house chores because they can be done by the cleaner or Josh and I, or we can, you know, look at a certain time of the day when we actively do those, or I could stop taking on more than my fair share and actually prioritize what I want to be doing, which is working, making a profit, making people's lives amazing and doing the things that I love. So I highly recommend that you do your own time audit. Either use Toggle, because Toggle you can use for every single thing. Um, I tend to, because it's on my laptop and it's not on my phone, I tend to only do it for work, but you can 100% have the same app on your phone. So the big thing that I also wasn't accounting for, that I realized when I noted things down manually, was the social media time. The uh, reading of books, podcasts, audios, which I actually think are super productive things when you're using them in the right way. But I just wasn't noting down how many times I was picking up my goddamn phone. And then I went to look at my user time on the phone and I am averaging three hours and 41 minutes a day, people. Three hours and 41 minutes a day. I was actually quite stunned by that. Uh, You may be or you may not be depending on how much you are addicted to your phone. And I know that we have had phones of this kind of mobile kind with the addictive apps for the better part of, gosh, since 2006. But they're becoming increasingly sophisticated, more addictive, and ultimately they have become an extension of our hand. So we're all very used to them now. And we need to live with them. And they can be incredible devices, incredibly handy. Learning tools, teaching tools, business tools, travel tools, connection tools, right? But they are also taking over our lives in ways that we don't even realize. And that can be a future podcast because it's very, very important and on our minds right now as we watch Leo develop and we don't give him screen time and we think about ways in which to introduce technology 
that is going to be much more challenging than I think we even realize. So that kind of blew my mind. Now, let me break down what I was using there. So Signal is an awesome app. It's far better than WhatsApp, by the way, and it's private and they don't sell your data to Facebook like WhatsApp does because it's now owned by Facebook. So I've been using that for the better part of four years. We use it for a lot of the comms in our community here in Mangrove Valley, where I live. I use it with a lot of my friends. I send audios, I send videos, I send photos, and I write a lot in it. So up to an hour a day in Signal, I notice, which I was kind of like, do I actually need to be spending an hour of my day there? Is there other ways that I could do comms? Could I call people? Could I send less messages? Could I be checking it less? Like, do I need to have all the people's uh, posts and read them all? Can I have time off when I'm just not in Signal? Otherwise, an incredibly useful app. The second was actually my camera, which isn't surprising because I just adore (laughs) documenting everything. And Leonardo is certainly my muse right now. So probably could spend a lot less time on the phone camera and then I would have way less admin headache in terms of what I have to delete off my camera and to create space and just to triage things regularly so that I'm not you know ending up with no memory in my phone and feeling overwhelmed by the sheer amount of photos and videos that I have to process or do something with because I'm the kind of person who likes to do things with that like turn them into portraits or pictures or montages or create videos for Leo so that he can see himself when he's older and and go Mom, why did you take so many photos and videos of me? No, but seriously, like I need to <laughs> I need to downplay the amount of time on my camera and upplay the amount of being present, which I think I'm usually really good at. I just also quickly capture things because I've been doing it all my life and I happen to enjoy it. And then the third thing was Instagram. So they were the three top players in any given day. And then there was also Spotify and Audible. So Spotify is always listening to music these days, a lot more of the Wiggles than Avicii, and also listening to podcasts. And then Audible is audiobooks, right? So in many respects, I'm happy with that because that's usually when I'm out walking or exercising or driving somewhere. So it feels like a really productive use of that time. But if you haven't done that, go to your phone, go down to settings, usage, whatever it may be on the phone, and it will actually tell you about your behavior and your usage, and more importantly, your screen time. So it might be called screen time on your phone. And just get a little bit real with the metrics there. Just have a look at what the apps are that you use most and how much time you spend on them. And while you might be reaching for your phone right now, because maybe you're listening to this uh, on your iPhone, Apple podcast, so go for it, go to the settings, look up screen time, or maybe you've got one of those apps that actually helps you monitor that. The next step is to just really... As I said, look at that data and think about ways in which you could reduce your time on your phone. So here's a fun fact. The global average of total time spent on mobiles is three hours and 43 minutes as of 2023. I literally just looked that data up, which freaks me out because I just said mine was three hours and 41. So I am average. I am an average user of a mobile phone. Uh, which, you know, who wants to be average? I want to be better than average. I want to be, yeah, I want to be better than average. However, that's the time spent on a mobile phone, but the average screen time in 2023 is six hours and 58 minutes. And that's where I'm like happy because any of my screen time, which might happen on my iPad, will be watching a few YouTube videos I don't get down the rabbit hole of things. I don't watch Netflix. We don't have a TV. So my screen time outside of my phone and using those apps for 
usually useful things, I think is probably not so bad. But I would love to reduce that down. And so one big way in which I can do that is simply put my phone away and out of reach. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day who is going to get another phone. So he's going to have his normal phone and then his other phone. And he had a name for it because he was listening to a guy on a podcast. Damn it. It had a really good name as well. It was like, it wasn't like the quiet phone, but it was like the dumbed down simple phone, which only had a browser on it because in case you needed to research anything or get somewhere or look something up. And it only had one app in which people could connect with you. And the only people that were contacts in the phone were emergency users, like, for example, your wife or husband, your mother, and the school educator, you know, whoever's going to call you about your kids, for example. And that's the one that you have with you most of the time. And then the other phone, the normal phone, you get to pull out for an hour a day. And you just get to have pleasure on it, scroll through apps, you know, just liking, hearting, all that sort of stuff. Just absolute scroll time, complete checkout zone. And then you put it away. I was like, why wouldn't you just put your normal phone away or remove the apps off your normal phone that you use all the time? And if you really need to lock it away in one of those phone safes or give it to somebody who you know will not relinquish it to you if you need to go that extreme or just get an app that limits the amount of time that you're allowed on things. So even under the screen usage time in my Samsung Galaxy, I could limit or I could set a goal of how much time I want to spend. And so I set it for an hour a day and then it would tell me, hey, you've used up 42 minutes already. It didn't stop me from doing it, but there are a lot of apps out there that can help you with that. And I'll link to some in the show notes um, because they really work. They they essentially just block out. You can't even press the apps. You can't get into them unless you have to do a whole lot of passcodes and codes, words and phrases and all this stuff to actually unlock them, which is meant to put you off doing it. So whatever it takes for you to essentially reclaim your time. This is what we're talking about here. If you find that you are just losing time every single day to frivolous screen time or to apps that are taking up too much of your attention with no purpose and no good outcome, like podcasts on Spotify and audiobox on Audible, to me, are a good use of my learning time. However, are some of the other apps the most important thing? Likely not. So do whatever it takes for you to reduce that and to reclaim that time and to put it into focused work or into a focused hobby or activity like losing yourself in painting for two hours or sculpture or knitting if that's your thing or playing a sport or going on a walk with a friend or just being present with other people. This is my wish for you and my wish for me. I would say I'm one of the most present people, but I have definitely started getting frustrated and agitated with how much my phone really does control me versus me it. So I have gone back to putting my phone away at night in another room and charging it for two big reasons. I then don't look at it first thing when I wake up. I try not to do that anyway, but I usually just check my aura stats and how was my sleep. And then I found myself just scrolling through a variation of apps that you probably know it. You go around a little circle, you go this one, this one, this one, this one. And then suddenly 25, 30 minutes has gone, especially on my mornings when I'm not on Leo, right? And I'm like, what did I just do there? So I've become very cognizant of just check my aura ring stats. 
then put it down, get up, go to a workout, whatever it is. And also the same in the evening, like I'll get to bed and I want to read a book or I want to do a meditation or I maybe want to journal. And instead, I will pick up my phone and just do one more check of things for absolutely no reason. To be fair, I don't ever check work emails, but I'll just check some more social and engage and read a few things. Literally pointless use of time, if I'm really honest. So hence, it now goes in another room. It's charged overnight, which is also lovely. There's no bright lights or dings in the middle of the night. I always have notifications off anyway, but it's just wonderful. And I'm sure from a Wi-Fi activity around my sleep, it's also amazing for me. So those are my tips on getting over your phone addiction and screen time and being able to use more of your time to your benefit. So now I'm going to give you six tips to be a time management and productivity ninja starting today. All right, so tip one is to prioritize your tasks. So the first step to effective time management is getting really clear on your priorities. And I guess this is the whole reason why we built LifePilot, because every single week we look at our top three goals of what we want to do. And then every day, and this is not part of the LifePilot app, but it's come out of the methodology and the system that we use, we write down the list of tasks that we have, and then we prioritize them. And one simple system that I really love, my friend Amy Landino recently Uh, did a really awesome YouTube video about, so I will link to that, is using the Eisenhower matrix, which categorizes tasks into four quadrants, urgent and important, important, but not urgent, urgent, but not important, and neither urgent nor important. And the whole point of the Eisenhower matrix is to focus your energy on the tasks in the first two quadrants, which are urgent and important, important, but not urgent. And by doing that, you make the most significant progress towards your goals. Again, I'll link to Amy's video because she did a really good job of kind of showing you how she does this big brain dump in the morning of all the things. And I'm talking about everything, like you need to pick up some mail or you need to go and do a grocery run, as well as some of the most important things that you need to be doing and how you then put them into the Eisenhower matrix, continue to do that every day. And slowly you'll start to see the things that are actually really important for you to be focusing on. And it builds that kind of resilience in the way you go about prioritizing every day. Tip two is to create a weekly schedule. A well-structured schedule is a roadmap, basically, to success. It allocates specific time blocks for different types of tasks, not just work. So it could be personal development, exercise, and relaxation. And if you stick to your schedule as closely as possible and be realistic about how much you can accomplish in a given time frame, it's going to be a game changer for you. I personally just love Google Calendar. I've done a whole episode on creating an intentional calendar to manage your time better. Head across to lifepilot.co forward slash zero five or number five. Uh, it's a great episode, actually, and the YouTube video on that has gone nuts. Again, thanks to Amy Landino for sharing it. And it shows you how we have blocked out our calendar with regular rhythms every single week for dinners, workouts, Leonardo time, who's cooking, all sorts of things. And then in and around that is what happens with our work, our life, our hobbies, etc. And we constantly update that. It's changed quite a bit since that video, but most of the rhythms are still there, right? And it gives us certainty and it gives us perspective and it gives us a very clear idea of how many hours we have left in our day, in our working day, or in our the day in which we want to spend on these activities. Oh, and it also just provides you with peace of mind because you just look at your calendar and you're like, oh, that's what I need to be doing right now. 
So uh, lifepilot.co forward slash or episode five, intentional calendar time management. All right, tip number three is overcoming procrastination. (sighs) A little bit like I talked about earlier, I was doing all these other things because they were useful and yes, they got things done and I felt productive, but really, I think a lot of them were because I was procrastinating. It is a common hurdle. And to combat it, here's what you need to do. Break your tasks into smaller, more manageable steps. That's it. This makes them feel less overwhelming and easier to tackle. So you don't go, oh my God, I want to launch my new offer next week. You go, right, I need to come up with a title for this awesome offer. And then the next step will be, I need to just brainstorm and sketch out a rough curriculum of what I'd like to have in this offer and then the next step is you flesh that out even more and you lock it in and then the next step is you write copy around this and have a real value proposition that's going to be appealing to people and then the next step is you create a sales page for it or some sort of marketing it could just be social media related posts and you set up your behind the scenes systems how people can pay you and then you launch it right so It takes away from the, oh my gosh, I've got this huge launch and it breaks it down into all these little mini steps. And that makes them feel, as I said, less overwhelming and easier to tackle. And then to do that, you can do something like the Pomodoro technique, which is one of my favorites. And incidentally, the toggle timer has it built in. So you can do, just hit the Pomodoro and it will go for 25 minutes and then beep at you when it's finished. And that is awesome because it condenses your time. You know how you stretch your work to fit the amount of time you have? When you create these little false, like, oh, I've only got 25 minutes. Even if you know you've got more, but you're like, in the next 25 minutes, what can I do? You achieve so much more. It is crazy impressive. And that's what the Pomodoro technique is all about. 25 minutes of focused work, five minute break, and that maintains focus and prevents burnout. And if you don't remember or you haven't been listening to this podcast, in episode 14, I shared 10 steps to live your ideal life. And step seven was all about how to do more work in less time using the Pomodoro technique. So definitely listen to lifepilot.co forward slash 14. That's one four. I really love that episode, actually. I hope you do too. Tip four is to utilize productivity tools. There are are so many productivity tools and apps out there to help you streamline your work. So do your research. If you see somebody using one really well and you're curious and you like the way they use it, the way they talk about it, then try it out. Uh, Some of the most common ones are Notion, Trello and Asana. Asana has been my project management tool for years. They are amazing for project management, to-do lists, working with your team if you have a team, managing complex projects, simple projects, content creation, calendar schedules, launches, you name it, they are amazing. You can also use time tracking apps to monitor how you spend your time and identify areas where you can improve efficiency, hence like Toggle Tracker, so I'll link to it in the show notes. And then you can also explore note-taking apps like Evernote or Notion, which also does that, to keep your thoughts and ideas organized. Because if you're a crazy creative, you're constantly having ideas and you find that it's impacting your flow, to have a journal, a physical one or a digital one that you can just go, oh, I'm just going to get this fantastic idea out of my head, write it in and then close that note down, come back to what you're doing. You haven't lost it, you've captured it, but it doesn't need to distract you right now. Tip five is to learn to say no. That is one of the most powerful productivity strategies. It's learning how to say no. 
because otherwise you're overcommitting, which leads to stress, resentment, decreased productivity, and often burnout. So you need to assess your current commitments and be selective about taking on new ones. And you need to prioritize activities that align with your goals and your values and politely decline those that don't. And good news for you, I did a whole episode on this recently, episode 15. I talked about seven powerful steps to say no more. And this was actually an excerpt from my Suck It Up Princess book, which I think you'll love and you're welcome. Uh, Head across to lifepilot.co forward slash one five episode 15 for that. It's actually a really fun episode. And again, I'll link to all of these in the show notes because I realized how many topics I have talked about on other episodes that relate to this one. And I think that just shows you that when it comes to living a great life, repetition and going over the things that we do every single day and improving them and looking at them with new eyes and fresh perspective is the only way to improve, to become a better person, to get different results, to get better results and to ultimately live life that is fulfilling and purposeful. Okay, tip six is to regularly review and adjust. Your schedule and your priorities may change on a weekly basis because that's life, right? So your intentional weekly schedule really helps, but every so often you're just going to have stuff that flies in the face of who knows and totally disrupts your week. You're going to have a crazy social event calendar that pops up. You're going to have a sickness uh, yourself or in the family and it totally wipes everything out and puts things behind and you feel overwhelmed or stressed out. So you just need to be reviewing and adjusting and going, you know what, this week, for example, (laughs) yours truly and my husband are on a 10-day detox. This is day two of the 10-day detox. I've also done an episode on that before, which is awesome, and we're doing it again. So two and a half months later, we felt the need to do another one. We think we're going to do it every quarter. And so this week, I know my energy levels are probably going to potentially dip and wane at some point. I might be more emotional. I might need more sleep. I may not be as motivated or I might be freaking on fire because the detox is working and I feel incredibly stimulated, clear headed and I can get more done than anything. I don't know. So I'm making a little bit of a buffer around my week, not expecting to do amazing major things and giving myself the gift of a little bit more sleep, a massage, which is happening after I've recorded this podcast and just being really intentional about how I may feel and how that detox may impact on my workflow this week and my attitude and my emotions. So you do need to keep adjusting and looking at what works and your priorities. And this is why, you know, we built LifePilot because once we've set our weekly goals, we always check in on a Wednesday and we just go, hey, are we on track or off track? Do you need any support around this? Is this still realistic? Do you want to make this happen? Was it the right goal to set? How are you tracking? What support do you need? It's awesome. And, you know, you can do that with a buddy. You can do it by yourself, but that's why LifePilot works for us. So if you'd like to know uh, how to do a weekly review uh, that works, then episode three, my third episode ever, I talked all about how to do a weekly review. And I use the life pilot methodology, but you don't need the tool to be able to do this. So I hope it helps. Uh, Lifepilot.co forward slash 003. Finish up. Mastering time management and productivity is just going to be one of those things that you are going to need to keep committing time and energy to so that you continue to learn the skills, you learn the habits, you learn the systems that make you more productive, effective, less stressed, more happy. And just think of it as this evolving you. 
and that the more time you invest in it and then actually implement and keep adjusting and reviewing, the better it's going to get. Take what you like, throw away what you don't. Take what I've said today and the bits of it that really resonated with you, go ahead and use them. If other things didn't sit as well with you or you're like, eh, it's not really possible or I don't like it, just disregard it, right? Like it's not about me saying here's exactly what you have to do. It's about offering you tools and tips that are going to work for you so that you're well on your way to maximizing your productivity and achieving success on your terms and essentially really taking this into this final quarter of 2023 and into the new year and feeling really good about yourself because you're picking up habits that aren't serving you, looking at and reflecting on behaviors that aren't working for you, tracking your time, having illuminating insights into what really matters and what you should prioritize versus what you are procrastinating over. And all of this just makes for a better life. And if you're interested in having somebody to do that with you and guide you on that journey to really smash out your 90-day goals and finish the year strong, learn new things, implement a lot, make your goals a reality and head into 2024 like the rock star that you are, I have an amazing offer that I am just putting the finishing touches on. If you're interested in it, head across to lifepilot.co forward slash momentum lifepilot.co forward slash momentum that starting September 30th so that we can rock into October setting our goals being amazing getting those projects done and just as I said finishing this year on a high note especially if this hasn't been the year that you've been expecting so far I would love 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 to take you on that journey be your guide your cheerleader your coach and basically your BFF to rock out the end of this year All right. Thank you so much for listening. I have so loved recording this episode, time management, productivity, ongoing, ongoing, and you will reap the rewards when you start to master this and really commit to learning more about yourself and how you work best. So many more episodes to come on this, I'm sure. But for now, I'm going to leave you with that thought that you are a beautiful work in progress and you can only get better, my friend. Much love.